Hey, Chris. Yeah. Are you excited for the new VR Ghostbusters game from Endreams, where they reinvent the franchise with all new tech and story? Well, considering the bar was set so high with the last Ghostbusters game, no, still not excited. Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome to episode 55 of the Virtual Boys podcast. This is... What? Yeah, that's him. That's Ryan. <laughs> I'm Chris. Uh, and uh, yeah, guys, welcome. If you haven't already, hit the like button, subscribe, comment, you know the deal. Um, we got a patron. Uh, you should check that out. We give you cool shit. And yeah, let's get that's out of the way. Boom. Done. Ryan, have you been playing? Wait. Have you been playing anything? Uh, dabbling. Uh, I played the Atlas Mystery for the Quest and it's on Steam as well. Just a little kind of mini puzzler. Decent little puzzler if you like games like Red Matter or Fisherman's Tale. Um, it's not going to blow you away. Visuals aren't amazing, but they get the job done. It's from a very small developer. So if you like puzzlers, that. Um, I couldn't talk about it before, but I, was, I played Cities. I was not impressed with Cities VR. Um, I thought it was actually kind of a slog and kind of co- like overly, not complicated because like, that's not the bad part. It just ended up being kind of really like drawn out and there was no real end game. The map sizes were too small. It's not bad if you're looking for a city builder. I mean, your options are pretty limited, um, but eh. And then what else am I playing? Oh, I can't talk about that one yet. I'm under embargo. You know what? But your 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 city's VR will be a great segue into this week's conversation. But before we get to that... I haven't played anything. <laughs> I've been out of town. haven't played anything in VR. I'm actually looking forward to getting my headset on uh, this weekend. There's a few things I wanted to play. Something old, something new. Uh, yeah, but I mean, besides that, I've been I've been on my Switch in my hotel room playing. I beat Halo Infinite, the campaign. I played a flat game. Woo! You know what I like? Yeah. About, you know what I like about the Switch, and I've probably said this before on the show, is that the Switch scratches the same itch as VR did in the fact that. Because of its limited library of not having like, you know, all the big new games, I find myself playing games I wouldn't play like normally, like, you know, like, like Hades is an example. It's like a kind of isometric roguelite that's like very popular, but I would never play it on console, like on my PS5 or on my PC if I was home. But in the mm-hmm. hotel room, I've totally gotten it. games like Void Bastards. If you guys like roguelites and you roguelites and you haven't played Void Bastards, it's a first person shooter made by the guys who did Bioshock. And it's fucking amazing. It's like this, got like a kind of a comic book style look, kind of like Uber Grad, but it's amazing as a game. And I would never play that. So my Switch scratches the same itch. Uh, but fuck that. We're talking VR. And uh, your, your, your city's VR comment is a perfect example of today's episode. Um, for those of you guys who are going to stick with us for the ride here. The episode is going to comprise mainly of Ryan and I going through uh, big franchises, not necessarily AAA, but big franchises, licensed franchises often, or at least big games uh, that have made us big splash in the flat gaming world and that have made their way over to VR. And kind of we want to go over and see, like, you know, which ones actually did it correctly. And this came from a conversation or at least a tweet that I saw from Blair Renaud. Is it Renaud? Rena? I assume Renault, but Renault. You have, yeah. uh, <laughs> if you guys haven't followed him on Twitter, he's uh he's a negative bastard, but he also makes some really good points. He's uh the creator of Lo-Fi, which should 
blow our minds when it finally releases. Ryan might be able to speak to that. I don't know if you've played it. I actually haven't. I kind of forgot I bought it. So uh, maybe if I find time today, I'll actually play it. I kind of totally blanked that I purchased it. But this was something that I ended up actually uh, seeing him tweet out a couple of days ago, or I guess now it's been like a couple of weeks ago. Um, and it got me thinking. And he said, so he's like, you've had Half-Life, multiple Star Wars games, terrible, a terrible Blade Runner, Marvel, Spider-Man, Marvel of Honor, and many, many more. What do you honestly think it's going to take? Question mark. And filling in the blank there would be for VR to like really, you know, go mainstream. And that really got me thinking because I actually commented on his thing saying like, you know, he made it sound like you've gotten everything you wanted. And yeah. And and why is it? Why? You know, what's it going to take? And I was like, "Mm, no, actually, I think his tweet proved the exact opposite. It's like, yeah, we've gotten a lot of really piss poor half baked cash grab shit tastic almost demo experiences often yeah and i want to go over some of those because i think that there's a, a lot of really good examples. i'm sure they'll come up <laughs> there's a lot there's a lot of examples i think of that kind of prove i think our point of why that comment that he made isn't like I don't think it's actually necessarily correct in the fact that it's like, I don't, we haven't gotten all we wanted. In fact, we rarely have gotten what we really wanted in VR. And yeah. And I want to talk a lot about that. So, um, I kind of posed that to Ryan. Ryan thought it was a good idea. And now you get to be part of the conversation guys. So Ryan, I don't know, kick us off. Like, what do you, where do you jump in on that? I mean, look, we can go, you know, it always goes back to 2016, right? Like, like since 2016, since the dawn of time, um, you know, we've talked about VR and, and you know, especially, you know, with um, the PSVR launch, you know, um, just because they had the, the, the licensing behind it. You know, we can go back to Batman. To me, I think the Batman license was kind of the first, the Arkham license there was the big, like, Arkham's coming to VR, right? And I've mentioned about this before. I wasn't impressed by the game, but it was a visual powerhouse. And it was just like, like what VR can do. And to me, it was like, yeah, like that was, it was a cool little demo. It was a one hour game, if that. And then you were done with it. And then, you know, then we got stuff like the Tomb Raider, um, got like a one hour little DLC mini campaign, which actually wasn't terrible, but it wasn't Tomb Raider. It wasn't wasn't why. That's the thing. It wasn't Tomb Raider. Yeah. It was just you as Laura Croft exploring the mansion in VR and like finding artifacts and stuff. It was like, it was cool. It was a cool little VR tie in, but that kind of became the theme is that every time we got a, a license that we knew, or even just like a, any kind of tie-in, it ended up being this flash in the pan, not even a flash in the pan, because it was never barely cooked in the first place, you know, <laughs> stuff like that, the Passenger's Awakening, and the Marsh, the, 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 the Martian experience that came out, this is all really early VR stuff here, but it really started to set the stage that, yeah, like, we aren't getting the quality VR that we should from these big licenses, like, you know, Call of Duty, Call of Duty was a VR launch title for PSVR, now it was Call of Duty. I don't even know it was called Vanguard VR Experience. And this little yeah. five minute like flight sim, stupid demo. Demo is even embarrassing. It was the the ugh. that flight mode, that flight stuff existed in the core game in the campaign, and it was like the worst part of the campaign. It was the part that no one wanted to play. It's like we should make a VR version of that. No, yeah. No, we shouldn't. So yeah, then it just became this theme of basically getting these. I mean, half-ass is even a compliment. We talk about you know we mentioned Ghostbusters in the opening, um, like the Ghostbusters games we got were embarrassing. Like if they were free, it would have been perfectly fine. It still doesn't 
change the fact that like we're getting these little like drip feed of like Ghostbusters in VR and then everyone gets excited and then it's a 10 minute demo where you walk through the house and then it's or the, the station and it's done and it's like well I mean was that Ghostbusters VR and there are exceptions to that I mean the the, the um the uh VR um content there for um Battlefront that X-Wing mission I mean that was only 50 minute demo but that that was mind-blowing and it was like oh my god I want more of that and it took five years before we got the fully fledged and awesome squadrons game well let's be honest uh, but when we when we saw squadrons announced uh we were us dropped because as vr gamers especially psvr gamers who unfortunately got used to being disappointed um i think we couldn't believe like everyone's like oh man i wish they made a whole game of battlefront i wish they made a whole game of battlefront and i was like it's never gonna happen it's never gonna happen no. it happened it's like, holy shit and like, and Squadrons is one of those games that makes the list, I believe, uh, of like franchises, if you want to call it a franchise, but just big games, that, uh, big flats games that were that either came out at the same time in VR or were ported to VR and delivered. And I mean, it was it didn't. It, it was one of those games where Squadrons was like it's it was better as a VR game. Like, oh, yeah. hands down, like even even outside of the VR, us VR enthusiasts or fanboys, if you want to call us that outside of that, it was still the best way to play. It, it was one of those games where even your IGNs were saying, if you've got a VR headset, this is how you play it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, honestly, like, like as far as like franchises that have done VR right, Star Wars is the top of my list. I mean, we got Squadrons and we've gotten the Vader Immortal series and we got the um, Tales from Galaxy's Edge. And I know you have different feelings about those games than I do, but I think overall and considering the platform, those games delivered above and beyond what I expected, especially from the Quest headsets. And when you factor in Squadrons as well. And how beautiful it is on the PC side of things, and still it's all around PSVR. Um, those are three pretty hefty, not well, hefty, two pretty hefty VR games, and one Vader Immortal, a little bit shorter, but still equally entertaining um, VR experiences that are, you know, these are at least, you know, two to three hours in length, all the way up to like, you know, like the un- technically unlimited time you could spend in squadrons if you so choose to like probably play by yourself this one, i'm not sure if the game still has like an active player base or not but um it still has an extensive and amazing campaign replayable because you can play light side dark side as well like it just it just that was just a full star wars experience that just was just made perfect for vr like being in the cockpit and stuff like that you know as my coming back to my point there was like, i think star wars is a franchise that has done i mean they definitely they released some like you know some go vr titles and some gear vr titles back in the day definitely some like tech demo VR demo experiences, but I think overall Star Wars is treating VR right, at least compared to many other okay, franchises. Yeah, compared to many others, but I still, yeah. I still think that out of all those, out of all the um, stuff they've done, all the attempts that they've done uh, in VR, Star Wars, I really feel Squadrons is the only like real, like, really successful, like, belongs on the list of, fran- of, of like, classic Star Wars games in VR that people are going to remember as outstanding vr like i vader immortal to me i feel is 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 a great showcase title to first timers it kind of yeah it kind of holds their hand and it delivers really even on the quest it it was a real it was a real showpiece for the quest headset to put people in because it just looked good and it was easy to put people in like i said it kind of held their hand it wasn't you know it, it took comfort um as it made comfort a priority as far as like VR sickness goes and stuff. 
So I like Vader Immortal, and the production values were really high on that, even though I think that they completely ruined the guy. The guy who did Vader's voices just sounds horrible, considering they have... No, it doesn't sound horrible. He sounds perfectly fine. You can't get James Earl Jones for everything. There's another guy that they got, though. I think we've talked about this before. And he, they had him doing the Vader voice for many of the games there, uh, like the Force Unleashed games and stuff like that. And I don't know why they didn't get him because he sounds like I'm exactly pretty like sure it is the same guy. Nope. I think you're mixing this up. It's not. I it <laughs> nope. I, nope. I had to look it up for my review because I was like, this guy sounds like ass. Whereas, <laughs> so the guy who they got originally did a YouTube short series called, uh, oh, shoot, what was it? Um, oh, my God. It was like something Chuck Vader late night shift manager or something. It was like, like a shug fat coming on. I can already hear <laughs> and it. That's a shug fact. Um, <laughs> Chad Vader. That's what it was. Chad Vader. Chad Vader. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, and it was, and he sounds exactly like Vader and they got him. He was, he started doing Vader on various like things that, that Star Wars is involved in and video games and such. Anyways, I'm totally getting off topic here, but I don't, I really did not enjoy Tales from the Galaxy's Edge. You you seem to have gotten more of it. It was a combination of quest limitations with the fact that I just still felt like Tales from the Galaxy's Edge was trying to get by on fan service and and outside and some production value, but outside of that, it just felt like real paint by numbers VR to me. And it just like it's not winning anyone over. That's what I'm getting at. It's like, I feel like that's like what some of these franchises that we're going to mention are these games that we're going to mention. I think as far as outstanding games are games that when someone put on a headset, they're like, holy shit, I'm missing the boat on VR. I need to get into this. I don't think tales from the galaxy's edge was doing that for many people. I think it did, especially the second chapter, which I'm not sure if you played or not that DLC they added. No, I didn't. Um, I was like, where you got to fight the stormtroopers and everything else, it definitely felt more Star Warsy for sure. Um, I think it. I mean, I I think you're giving it a bad rap. Oh, but I think it, that it was episodic. Like, ugh. Well, and but it, but the second episode, and there's only two episodes, and the second episode was just as big as the first. Like, it was a three hour campaign plus the bonus stuff. There's a lot of Star Wars lore packed into that. And I don't think it's a bad game. I'm not saying it's amazing. You're not wrong. The AI is definitely it's, dim and it's short. Like it's, I'm just saying it has, dude, all, it has it, the full price. If you paid for that in the DLC, so you're looking at what? Like, I think it's like 35 or 40 bucks, something like that. Like us, it's a six hour. It's a full on minimum six hour game. I still like, it's feel, not short. I still feel that people are going to play that and go. VR is not there yet. Look, sure. But that's, that's now, you're, now we're talking about the quest two. Now it's limitations of the quest two. Like it's, this is. Yeah, riding it. We're, we're, we're both arguing different sides of well, the same. Like, like, yeah, I st- it still suffers from some of the same problems. Like another another quest stinker that came out around the same time would be. You're wrong, by the way. The guy who voiced um, Vader in this is the voice of Vader in Squadrons. He's the voice of Vader in Jedi Fallen Order. Yeah, he's the voice. And he of- sucked all the way through those. No, he's been he's been he's been the voice of Vader even in the I'm pretty sure in like the Clone Wars series and shit. I'm going back here now. Oh. Now you're bugging me. As a Star Wars fan, you're bugging me. You talk. You talk while I look. I'm, I'm just... Hang on a second. I think you're right. Damn it. <laughs> Matt Yeah, Stone. Vader... Matt Stone. Oh, no. Star Wars Empire at War. Vader. Battlefront 2. Vader. Episode 3. Vader. Rogue Squadron 3. Vader. I'm not... Right. Yeah, I was right. Here, Matt... Star Wars Racer's Revenge. Vader. Matt Sloan 
did what the heck was it here? He did a lot of Star Wars stuff, and I'm just like he's been the voice. This guy's been the voice of Vader since 2001. I'm still going back. Okay, they brought him back. They brought him back. He's in Lego Star Wars. Uh, Force Commander 2000, voice of Vader, the same guy. Shout out to this guy. Chuck's an idiot. He does an all right job. Battlefront Two had Matt Sloan. Uh, Scott Lawrence. <laughs> now, Scott Lawrence versus Matt Sloan. This is now where our VR podcast is gone. You fucking suck. Uh, the first <laughs> Battlefront, he did. Matt Sloan did it. Anyways. Then Scott Lawrence took over because he wasn't good enough. Matt Sloan couldn't cut it. Well, if you guys, on a side note, if you guys <laughs> like Star Wars, go check out Chad Vader, Night Shift Manager. It's fucking hilarious. Yeah, it's good. That's a good series. Um. Anyways. Down, 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 down. Okay, anyway. Um. Yeah, franchises, I, I, VR. What I was going to say to you is that, like, when I think of uh, Star Wars, Lost Tales, blah, 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 um, I think of, I also think of Jurassic Park after, was it Aftermath? I think it was. Yeah, I never played it, but yeah. yeah. That was another just complete, like, shitty ass, super simple, om- I wouldn't say cash grabby, but just really just like very experiencey, one, one, one note kind of video game with the Jurassic Park brand on it and it's like it's like that's i don't think anyone watched a jurassic park movie is like yeah you know what i really want to have in a game i want to just like spend an entire game sneaking around a facility trying to stay away from like raptors like i never i never played it but one thing that actually didn't appeal to me was the fact it was all cell shaded well which but again that's a quest thing right it's like it's a quest thing but i mean if i want to see dinosaurs in vr I don't think I want to see cartoon dinosaurs in VR. Like, I kind of want to see... Yeah, you want to like, see. That's the one thing Ark Park did. Like, Ark Park, when you first go in that first room, it shows, like, the holograms of the dinosaurs. You're like, God damn, like, these things look fucking awesome. And, Robin- and then the game falls apart. Yeah, Robinson the Journey was another one. What I thought was, like, kind of slow and kind of boring, but it was gorgeous. And when you saw the diner- dinosaurs, you're like, God damn. Uh, yeah. You know, like, anyways. I just felt like Star Wars uh, lost... Like, Tales from the Galaxy's Edge. I don't know what the fuck it's called anymore. <laughs> I, I, I was disappointed when I played that. I was just like, God damn it! Another, another, just like <laughs> Star Wars, Star Wars game in VR. Like, I disagree. Star Wars pinball. Fine, it gets a pass because it's pinball. I mean, it's like what else? It, it, I mean, it that's more of a it pin, is. That's a, that's a pinball FX thing more than a Star Wars thing. thing. It's it's definitely like just like <laughs> licensing, but yeah. I mean, it's fine. I don't think anyone's going into a pinball star wars game and going damn i got let down i didn't get what i wanted did, did you get the flick silver balls around then you got what you wanted uh, at least they got the theme music unlike the other pinball fx tables really <laughs> well, remember the ba- like the pinball fx 2 got that uh, mgm dlc the back, the back to the future, the future was like, yeah, it, was like, it was like is this no this isn't the main thing, but it's <laughs> no it was, real it was all knockoff music it was none of them had the original track it was just, yeah. it, oh it was brutal <laughs> it didn't they didn't want to pay that much money um, Apparently not. That is one thing I will say that with Star Wars, it doesn't matter where you go in the history of Star Wars games. And there's been a lot of bad ones, a lot of mediocre ones, and a few great ones. But one thing that they all have is great production quality because they always yeah. open up the vault, especially on the sound side of things. Yeah. And and, then, and often on the asset side of things, it's just, I think there's so much for gamers to pull from there that there's just handed to them. So, yeah. Um, I guess. Let me see if I can bring something up here from my list of something that was like a proper franchise that was done. Because I don't really think there's that many that were like, damn, that's how you do it. 
Uh, Resident Evil is the, the kind of the one that kind of pops to the top of my list. And I wasn't even the biggest fan of Resident Evil 7. But when you compi- com- compare Resident Evil 7 or combine 7 and 4 in VR, I mean, those are two knockout games, full on VR experiences that, I mean, they're classic. They, they, like Resident Evil 4 is now like one of the most top rated games in the Quest store. Everyone, you know, it's the best way to play. I agree. Like, I mean, I, I never played Resident Evil 4 until VR and I can't imagine playing it third person all lame and stuff like that. Like I, I was the uncanny. It felt awesome. And even Resident Evil 7, despite the fact it didn't use like full on proper VR controllers, uh, that didn't really take away from the game a ton because you still had all the horror and action that the series still offers. And I mean, it's only two games in this franchise that are in VR, but I mean, it's mo- it's two more games than most franchises have in VR. Well, and I agree with you and and slightly disagree. Like, so I think Resident Evil 7, despite its shortcomings in the control side of things, which dates it kind of a little bit, maybe. Um, yeah, still it's gorgeous, but it still stood out as a game that was like an almost like an equal. It took a visual downgrade, but it, but it didn't. They didn't neuter the gameplay, and the graphics were still fairly impressive. And it was another one of those games where your IGNs were often saying, "If you've got a VR headset, this is the way to play it." And I think, yeah. and I, hopefully, like that's what Sony's going to go for when they talk about hybrid games. I'm hoping that a lot of these games are like that, where like like a Res Seven, you know, where um, hopefully they take a little bit more initiative with the control side of things, but at the least, they still get this kind of like. Well, guys, if you've got a VR headset, this is the way to play it. Yeah, like even like we're talking now, we're talking like Call of Duty. Like if you did VR Call of Duty, and it's it's this kind of control type as 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 this hybrid games experiment goes, then that's not bad. That that's definitely it, to, for me a step in the right direction. It's a step in the right direction. But if they do that, and the only Look, thing I, they do, <laughs> I, know, is, I know, I know, I'm just saying, I'm like, I'm just saying, as far as this problem goes that's another issue that we can run into is that if they do that and the, and a a game that was so obviously should be benefiting from VR controls, like a call of duty. Yeah. It's going to get a ton of backlash if it's still just a DS4 controlled. Um, and they give you the VR option. It's going to be amazing to play it, but I'm like backlash from VR players, but will it get backlash from flat players who are now experiencing call of duty and VR for the first time? Will it get that backlash? Because that's the argument, right? Maybe. And maybe that's another episode to talk about. Like I said, this is like I said, step, I said, step in the right direction. What do the uninitiated think of a move? Right. That That really is the question, right? Especially when they have nothing to pull from. Now, the question is, is that they play COD say with a controller and they're like, this is fucking amazing. I got a VR headset. And they get a VR headset. And then they then they then they get to try something like uh, you know onward or contractors and they go damn like this game doesn't meet my expectations uh, because, I'm, because, <laughs> I, because I'm a COD guy but now yeah. I'm disappointed with COD because yeah. I, I I now know what they should have done I, I think a perfect example of of that dis, that disappointment side of things would be like Hitman it's like everything was there except kind of piss poor execution on the VR control side of things. Mm -hmm. And therefore I don't, it didn't like kind of light the world on fire. Like it should have. Like I said, I, and I I think now we're just coming from a point of being jaded and I just like, we're so wrapped up in VR now where, yeah, if it doesn't deliver on our VR expectations, it's just like, yeah, like how they fucked this up, how they screwed this up. How could they not give us two hands? You didn't hear, but you didn't hear a lot of, I never heard any kind of little, whether it be flat, no one played it. That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm just, I'm, <laughs> I'm just saying. Like I didn't for either from from 
games media or even just like your average flat gamer i didn't hear anyone talking about holy shit i mean i guess i saw the odd comment no, of like, it, yeah there, it was definitely got some praise it got some the psvr release got a, a fair bit of praise considering like what it was this hybridization it was the pcvr release got i mean got shot to shit because everyone expected you know because psvr you had one hand and it was ds4 so it was this really weird tracking like you know it was this hybridized version of the flat game but they were basically made the promise that like yeah two hands in vr and pc we're gonna do this right and they didn't do anything these basically they gave you two hands but your other hand was you may as well not have been there in the, at all because it was still the DS4 controllers ported to VR. And that's where the PCR version got dragged through the mud a fair bit because everyone expected... And they didn't look um, substantially upgraded. You know, the PSVR is an aging headset. It's It looks... it just Things just don't look good in that headset when you compare it to basically any other headset in the market. So yeah. I think when the PCVR released, it, I, I, everyone was like, almost, yeah, that's awesome. It almost got but, the same resolution ported over. I mean, you had to super sample the shit out of it. Yeah. Have a, yeah, which was have a bizarre rig to do it. Yeah, it, it felt I'm going to want I wonder if it's a situation where the PSVR version uh, just didn't sell like or they or they could. Or they, I think it was the same version, right? You turned on the VR mode, but maybe they could see that it wasn't being played a ton in VR. I mean, because the truth is, is that, yeah, like we talked about with Moss Book 2, the PSVR is in its is in its decline now. And I'm wondering if I saw that a lot of people weren't playing it in vr and then just decided you know what we're not putting a ton of effort into this vr port i wouldn't be surprised if that's what happened and they're like just guys just this is their bare minimum get it out the door because it's when it kind of feels like it was very very quickly ported to pc without taking advantage of some of the 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 pc side of things but negativity aside i will say yes hitman 3 especially with being able to import one and two and have this massive hitman collection in v- and all in vr crazy is crazy is i will say does stand probably as an example of a franchise at least that delivered um the entire experience to vr it's just yeah but i feel like it also just stands as an example of the fact that like it's not really enough like they do need it's very it's important i think that developers especially moving forward into this hybrid vr promise that sony's talking about that they they do do take it that step further it's it's not enough to just put someone in a vr world you really to really push it over the top you've got to make it if the game lends itself to it you really got to yeah. go for it um you know there's certain games i guess outside of that like tetris for example which was almost felt like it was made for VR first to really capture the visual flair of it. See, that's a divisive <laughs> point of view because I mean, a lot of people hate Tetris Connected because it's underutilized VR. I I, I kind of do agree that it does under, underutilize VR a bit. I still but what would I still think it's it? what what more would you want from it? Well, I mean, the one thing that comes to mind, obviously, is the fact that um, one of the modes, if you go to that that random mode where it, every five minutes or every few minutes, it changes up like what happens yeah. to the, the in the game. And one of the modes, you can, one of the views you can put there is basically it, it puts your view at the bottom of the of the, the Tetris like board. So you're looking up at the blocks as they come down. Yeah. So it's this entirely 3D perspective you're not just looking at Tetris like it always is. You're actually looking at the grid closer and up on high. It was awesome, but you can't select that mode manually. That only happens in the random mode. Yep. And but every other mode in the random mode is a is a is a is a lone option. 
And I'm not, I'm not saying that it would be a game changer or that, that, that I would want to play Tetris like that for like, you know, competitively for like an hour or something like that. But to me, the, that I saw that mode like twice and I was like, this is awesome. Like, this is such a cool way to like, just let me toggle the view and let me do that for yeah, a little bit. They should have let you do that. I mean, it was like, I think of like Star Wars pinball where you could go down to the table level. And even though that mm-hmm. didn't have a lot of uh, uh, like stereoscopic depth to it, it was still like, this is fucking crazy. I would never play the game like that, though. And I think that's probably where yeah. the Tetris guys are going with that is the fact that, like, uh, you're really not going to do anything. You're not going to really be able to play Tetris. Properly. But pinball was like unplayable. This was still you could still this was still very much playable. It just was like a different view. And maybe if you got used to it, I only got to play it for like five minutes before it changed out of that mode again. And it was random. So I never got that mode back for like, you know, until I before I died or, or, or whatever. My main point call it. was mainly the fact that, like, the thing that separated uh, the Tetris, what the heck was it called now? Tetris connected. It wasn't Tetris connected. It wasn't. Oh, that's right. That's the um, yeah. That's the online. Um, uh, I, I'm just effect Tetris effect. There Tetris we go. Effect. Thank you. Uh, was that it was really going for the effect side in the fact that it was yeah it was all about and it, I mean it was Tetris. It was still Tetris. There's only so much you can do with Tetris. They did some a little thing, some flares here and there with the with the controls and some of the modes. But for the most part, the big thing that set this apart from all the other Tetrises was that it would like in, it in encompassed you in its like world with music and sound and the way uh, the music yeah. interacted with your um, with your gameplay. And so I feel like. Tetris, I mean, I actually played a lot of it flat because I was lazy, but in VR, it, w- it was definitely where the full vision came together. And, and in fact, mm-hmm. some of the pros uh, found that in VR, it was easier to play because of the 120 refresh rate. It actually was fast. They were actually able to play the game quicker than on the flat screen. So that was kind of a cool side effect of, of Tetris and VR. I'm just saying it was a game that totally delivered the, the flat version and then and then some. Like I actually felt yeah. that like Tetris in flat actually felt too busy without the depth separation of some of the effects mm-hmm. that you had in. Yeah, no, for sure I go with that. I mean, I I love like, I love playing Tetris in VR. Like so that that the visual presentation, the audio presentation, just really just make that like a next level experience. And like I said, it's Tetris. Like what else can you do with Tetris? Well, you can put it in VR and do what they did and still make it a better experience. And it is. It is better. It's, it's it's awesome to play in VR, and then you know we can talk about other franchises too. I mean, just one offs like you know Elders, you know Skyrim in VR, Fallout Four in VR, um, and I want to talk about that. So that's that's a thing that I want to I want to pitch to you though, because one of my one of my I guess slightly kind of concerns with VR is the fact that typically when we've gotten a franchise that uh, did deliver the VR the, the the complete game in VR, they're old games. Oh yeah, but there's but that's my problem. It's like I feel like you know relating it to what Blair was saying. Like you got all these games. What more do you want? It's like okay, you know what more. What more do I want? I want those games in a more timely fashion. Like the impact is a lot less when Borderlands Three is coming out and you're giving Borderlands Two VR and you're yeah. and you've got Resident Evil Village out and we get Resident Evil Four in VR and we've got GTA. 4 well, five online as already an old ass game that people are dying to have in VR and you give us San Andreas, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm just saying like, there's quite a few games in my list here of franchises that like were done right in VR, but they're old. And I yeah, feel like for sure that that hits way less harder 
to the to the the game the player base than something like brand new and innovative mm-hmm. and amazing. I mean, No Man's Sky, I guess, arguably fits under there too, except that they the game is still very relevant. Um, and they there's re- only one. Can you call it a franchise? There's only one entry because it's still technically only well, the first game. <laughs> I'm, yeah, okay, I'm using it very loosely, but you know what I'm saying is just that this these these dated ports. I love some of them. Don't get me wrong. It's amazing. But it's like when you when they're old games, they're still old games. Yeah. That you like Skyrim VR. Amazing. You know, but like when we get the new Elder Scrolls game, it's like if that comes in VR day one, which it won't because I know it's so sad. Maybe they'll re-release Elder Scrolls VR for PS5. (laughs) More likely to get Oblivion in VR. (laughs) But I'm just saying like like. I've we've heard I I actually haven't played it, but Skyrim VR like on PC modded to shit is the way to play it because it feels much more like a next generation Skyrim game. Mm-hmm. Fallout Four, you know, is another. It was it came out like after after Fallout Four had had its heyday, it came out in VR. Also required an insane rig to play it, which again yeah. also starts to lessen its impact because I think that's another part of the of the the conversation around Blair's comment is can't just be an, an amazing uh a or a franchise based game that has a lot of like fanfare around it brought to vr if it can if it can't be played by the masses yeah you still don't get the hype train if it's like if you're lucky enough to own a four thousand dollar computer you can play yeah no for sure i mean i mean and except there are exceptions i mean even not that they're amazing exceptions but like you know walking dead we got two brand new VR games, one based upon the TV series, one based upon the comics, and Saints and Sinners is the, the comics one, and is hailed as one of the best VR games ever made. Onslaught, less so, but I still think Onslaught isn't a bad game by it, any stretch. It also came out in the shadow of, and, and it had a lot of oh, yeah. had a lot of production issues behind the scenes too, but I actually had Saints and Sinners down on my page as, as, a, as a fine example of when you do it right... And, and you've got and you've got a license attached to it. It 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 really moves VR forward. And so that's my counterpoint to what Blair's saying is when it's been done right, you can you can take those handful of games and you can see that it has literally put the VR industry on its shoulder and like just and just dragged it forward on its back. And every time we get one of those games, whether it be Half-Life Alex or Saints and Sinners or to a lesser degree, like Squadrons, you know, and some other games that we'll get in here, they they often make a massive impact, not only because we're hungry for it, but because they often are such standouts. Yeah. No, there's lots. I mean, there's, I mean, even, you know, you can, you'll, you'll know more than I will, but even, you know, the Dirt Rally series. Um, you know, it's a um, um, Gran Turismo, but we know where that went. Well, I wanted um, to talk about the driving games, right? And I'll, you said that you said that I could talk more to it, so I'll cut you off and talk more to it <laughs> very quickly. In the fact that, like, I feel like on the PSVR side, especially with just the lack of power, and like the quest isn't even in the conversation when it comes to this, is that driving games um, are often visually uh, demanding, but also uh, heavily demanding with the physics engines. So that's uh, has been an issue. And you look at Drive Club, it was still a watered-down version of the game, even though I enjoyed it for all its all its graphical deficiencies. But it still was not the core game. And mm-hmm. even though it, 
did a good job of delivering quite a bit. GT Sport, massive disappointment, right? Like it was totally just like the bare minimum experience. However, on the PC side of things, driving games have often like crushed it, whether it be like Automobilista 2 or, uh, uh, God, I'm totally, um, Assetto Corso. Assetto and Project Cars 2, uh, big ones. You know, Assetto especially is, has an insane community around it still. I was thinking more of um, iRacing, for example. Pretty much almost all your major racing sims, like including uh, your Dirt 1 and 2, have been done insanely well in VR. And Codemasters is bringing out F1 again this summer. And I'm sure that'll probably, given their history with Dirt, be amazing as well. And so, although Project Cars 3 sucked, but I will say, I'm just saying, when it comes to the sim driving world, those games, those franchises have really delivered on mm-hmm. the VR side, but only on PC. And so they don't hit as hard because it's not like, holy shit, you know, like it's just unfortunate. I mean, but let's go back to my original comment, though. But when they do it right, and I'm thinking of Dirt Rally on the PSVR. It will literally carry the VR amazing. forward. It's amazing, you know, like that game is so hard and so like, like. But people are like, ugh. "Oh my god!" Like they had, and it really, it kind of, it kind of like made GT Sport go, "Oh, we're sorry," or Dirt Rally, or even even uh, even Drive Club go, "Oh, I guess our visuals could have been better." <laughs> I guess, I guess in our in in the, in uh, its defense, it's not like I guess Dirt Rally really had to do. Like why like a large grid of racing, but they still had no. the online four player multiplayer uh, rally yeah. cross events. Yeah. Anyways, it crushed it, and 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 it's I guess it's kind of sad that it still resonates so much. <laughs> no, and, and you know, it, but I mean, and, you know, I, I, the whole point is to be like franchises that kind of made things good, and I'm definitely uh, you know going to my negative Nancy ways, but you know, we understand too, like. I think the VR market I'm hoping has learned and that, you know, like everything got a VR tie in. Like for God's sakes, like I said, Passengers Awakening, like that stupid Chris Pratt movie with Herb and Scarlett Johansson that no one remembers now. Like it's not like that movie stood the test of times. That thing got like a one and a half hour, one hour VR game. Like why? Why would that get a VR experience? Like there was just like there was this need from studios and like PR companies to be like, well, put that in VR, like make like VR, VR, because like, VR was kind of a tagline. Oh, you're getting and so, yeah. There's there was a lot of that of the so there was a ton of that experience. I mean, yeah, and I think and that just died off. I mean, honestly, you don't see that anymore, thankfully. Um, and I think people realized one that you know it's not really worth the investment because you know if you release a shitty fucking VR game, word gets out pretty quick there that like the Martian experience is a shitty fucking VR game and no one's gonna buy it. And however much money it cost you to make that in the first place, it's like well that didn't sell very well. Like you know like, like the idea was that like VR like just put VR on the end of it and it'll sell because VR is this 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 hot topic. And I think we've definitely seen that dial back. I mean, has, it, has it or is it now just going to be the metaverse? <laughs> Round, round to the two. Metaverse. Even Meta, thankfully, even it looks like even Meta is finally like not trending anymore. Thank God. Hopefully, that just goes away for a few years. I mean, but anyways, we're gonna see franchises. They're gonna put out these little experiences. They're like, ooh, Top Gun Maverick joins the Metaverse. 
Well, and even Ghostbusters did that actually in Dreams. Ghostbusters made an official yeah. Dreams game. That was like a minute and a half long, whatever. Fucking, but sure. But like, but honestly, like that's the kind of platform where that should exist. You want to make a stupid little tie-in experience? Sure, do it in Dreams. Don't sit there and charge five, ten, twenty dollars even for a one-hour tie-in for a game that looks like ass, plays like ass. Although you know, Passengers did actually have Chris Pratt, which I was shocked. And I heard the Westworld. I heard Westworld's little offshoot was actually supposed to be half decent. But I still feel like, like Oculus and PlayStation, especially being fairly strict with how they curate their stores to a certain degree, uh, especially Oculus, Meta. Um, it's like don't let these games come out because every every time you let a, these like the, like a Justice League or Spider Man was it Homecoming. Or I got uh, I got this shit written down here. See, the, and I, I those are different though because you the Justice League was a paid for game. I know, but every time you release this, <laughs> paid or free, every time you release this stuff that's just shitty VR, it's like it's shovelware and it it, it completely. The second Spider Man free one was actually I impressive. Well, I didn't say far from home. I didn't say far from home. <laughs> far from home felt like a Battlefront cock tease. It was the same thing. It's like this is pretty damn good. Why yeah. Oh, like, for sure. Him? It's like, and so like that's that sucks in its own right because it's like no 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 no, no. you're on something here. Put some money behind this. Yeah. But oh no, for sure. Like when they release these like kind of experiency cash grabby like VR and it's like most basic like I, that Ghostbusters, not the Dreams one, but the other one what was it like called like Ghostbusters Firehouse and Ghostbusters like shooty shooty bang bang. I'm not that sure. Just hurts VR like a lot because then oh yeah because of course it gets a look because it's ghostbusters and then people go oh my god this is the 2016 ghostbusters <laughs> i can i'm sure i'm gonna find my review because when my review i can't remember the original price for that i think the price is dropped but i think it was like oh wasn't it i think it was like ten dollars i mean these for these are lessons learned right like the figure thinking that these games would sell based on uh on like just branding and i guess maybe they do but like you think of games like uh, Planet of the Apes, you remember that one? Like that was actually decent. Uh, it was decent, but a, but it used it used the fract level the, the fract cover That's thing. The best part, but and well, but it wasn't. I mean, it used that te- it used that that locomotion that we saw in um, Bravo Team, which was kind of lame, where you'd look where you want your monkey to go, and then your monkey would like go there. Um, but it actually wasn't bad. But once again, there was like the bar. I wasn't expecting. I wasn't expecting Planet of the Apes VR to like do anything for me. No. So I guess the bar was so low. I was actually kind of impressed. It was, it was like an hour and a half, two hours. It was like a decent you're, length. You're, to it. I was like, kind to it, and I didn't hate it either. But it is. But it is a game where I think that if someone like holy shit, Planet of the Apes VR, this is amazing, and they like decide to like pick it up, they're not gonna go holy shit. That was amazing, man. Like it doesn't help. It just doesn't help VR. You know. Like you were talking, about, I got no list. You're like Prey. Prey had that little DLC. Oh shit! I forgot about Prey. <laughs> right, and and you know, and I and it's just like crap like that where they just kind of shit it out. I mean, back in the day, Ark, the original Ark Survival Evolved, had a VR mode. If you want to talk about hybrid gaming, it was so bad they took it out. It's bad. <laughs> they literally, it's bad. they just like took the stereoscopic button and went whoop. There you go, guys. Got it in VR now. No, I mean, but there's a, there's lots. I mean, they said, you know, even we haven't touched on the Doom franchise yet. The fact we got Doom 3 fully in VR, which goes to your point of like ancient games. Yeah, being and then VR, VFR is the which was, example of watered down version yeah, of the core game. Yeah, just levels, levels taken from the, from the original game, but then just 
crammed into this little like what four hour campaign? I think it was like, at, five at, hours at best, and then having no fucking clue what to do with your control scheme when it came to VR. <laughs> having your little arm stuck to your head but, when you move the production, <laughs> but it looked so good. Yeah, oh yeah, no, for sure. I mean, we're we're shitting on Doom, but I had a blast in Doom VR. Especially, I mean, the first half of the game was actually pretty slow, but once Doom VR became Doom, when you had like all your weapons and were like in hell fighting these things, that got crazy, man. It uh, yeah, but then it just makes you go, oh man, what they should just made doom yeah or doom for sure in vr and yeah you know wolfenstein cyber pilot we don't talk about Cyberpilot. i'm just like these <laughs> these it's like so like again like to blair's comment it's like when you say well what else do you want it's like no there is a tried and true history of vr since you know back in the day in 2016 like ryan said of just like mediocrity just yeah. garbage and ca- and almost, like really cashing in like cy- come on cyber pilot it wasn't even Wolfenstein again it was like Call of Duty it took the shittiest parts yeah. of the of the core <laughs> game and then made that the VR game like was that could you play that in yes. first person or was it was it was because I remember playing it in third person like you can you you saw your your third person mech walking it around but I don't think you're actually in the cockpit right Which, a cyber pilot yeah no you were in the mech the whole time. It was all first person. That. It was only first person. Yeah. You had Maybe. fire shooting out from you there. And then you were the thingy. I uh, really watched. I got to that game as fast as I could. So. <laughs> okay. So let's, I could. We've done a lot of shitting and we'll probably shit a little bit more. But like. We're just negative bastards. This is where we roll. No, no, no. There's po- this is there's a positive undertone here. Honestly, to me, I actually take like this. This topic is actually very positive in my headspace because the point is, is that Blair was like you got all this and VR is still not taking off. Like what more do you want? We're fucked. That's kind of what I, that's kind of the tone I took from his, his comment. And my point was, no, we haven't gotten what we wanted. Like VR, no VR hasn't gotten, like if we start getting some of the game, some of these games, like, you know, like, um, like some of these real popular core games in VR and it's still not making waves and they're done right. And they look good. Then we start have then we start having those conversations, but like I don't know, like give dude, me- there's lots. I mean, like there's lots of like you know, they talk about the Ang- the Angry Birds franchise. Like the Angry Birds, you know, it released two decent VR games. The problem is no one gives a shit about Angry Birds at this point. It's a phone so game it's like- in VR. Come on now. Who cares? What? It's a phone game that they brought in VR. It's not, but they had, but they did it, pro- but they did it properly. Oh, it yeah. was a full on. Li- like, that's what I'm saying. Like, that was a, that was a proper VR. Port. Yeah, I actually felt. I'm like, wow, you guys put a lot of effort into this, right? VR. Like, <laughs> too much effort. Like, it was just too easy. Like Five Nights at Freddy's. Once again, they still, you know, they captured that yeah. core gameplay and put it in VR. Um, and it made, a, and it made a and it made a much bigger splash than I thought it had any reason to. Well, Five Nights is still a pretty huge franchise. I know. I mean, even Blair Witch. Blair Witch was a surprisingly good game. Um, better than basically any of the Blair Witch movies. I was going to say it was better than the <laughs> movies. Um, right? It was scarier you know, than most of them. Iron Man, the, the Iron Man game was, you know, it received a lot of praise and it was basically hampered by the PSVR tech as far as the agree. shortcomings. I, would, I mean, yeah, I mean, there were, mis- Even, there were missteps in the Iron Man game, but not to the point where I would say, like, it was, it was, Iron Man, for the most part, was everything. I th- uh, it was a counterpoint to what I think we thought we were going to get. Like, they actually, it had some depth, I guess. You know, it had, like, it had upgrades and multiple levels and a full campaign. And mm-hmm. it was, like, kind of a free roaming to this. Like, it really did deliver the Iron Man experience. Like, it was, like, the anti-Arkham game. 
like it was actually a full game yeah oh yeah for sure now yeah would i love to see like the next iron man vr game yeah hell yeah um but you know i think of when i think of uh like spinning on a positive note some of the franchises that i feel like nailed it right like let's i mean this was the topic so let's like what nailed it um i would say something like uh funny enough it's just because it's in my face here serious sam 3 fucking one i never played it on and on pc it's only on pc but it like nailed it like it i mean one and two as well but three being the the newest of the three four hasn't been done in it but it it, it is a an amazingly well-made vr experience it's it's kind of again it's the anti-doom vfr it's like yeah yeah you can do it guys you know you can do it because like eh, eh, they did it um you know uh another one here it's not a lot there's not a lot i'm going through my list here I'm like, there's not <laughs> well, we had mentioned a racing game but Wipeout, even though it was kind of like i was gonna say one game ported there was like three games in one game and that one game was ported to vr but and there's yeah, rumors that there's a new Wipeout like, game being yeah. developed for psvr 2 as well and it should so right oh my god oh my god imagine what they could do. <laughs> is wipe out uh wipe the Wipeout omega collection in vr yeah it was an older game you know it was like that's one of my my things that i said right that it was uh, that didn't maybe hit as hard as it could have, but it was still so much bang for your buck and so well done. Even though it lacked a bit of 3D depth, uh, it was so well done and didn't neuter the experience at all. Like it was like, bah! like yeah. it was fucking wipe out in VR. Uh, yeah, you know that. I feel like that. Did it sell headsets? Maybe not, but I mean, it left people with damn. Damn. Oh, yeah. like anyone you i don't think anyone put that uh that headset on or put any of their friends in that and dude all of us psvr guys are just like how does this game look this good it doesn't like like everything we've learned about the psvr yeah. up to this point this should not look as good as it does like it, it's insane like it's just not even just how good it looks but like how crisp it looks how clear it looks in the headset like psvr headset is the lowest resolution headset out there right now like it looks i, I if I, every time i put it on i'm just like oh man i can't, i forgot how just how blurry things can look Wipeout somehow does it, 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 it like ups the resolution of the headset. It doesn't make any sense how good that game looks. Well, I mean, it does cheat quite a bit with the depth um, and and knowing that like you're going to be moving so fast, you're not going to care that the world outside is actually a little bit flat. It gets away with that. It's actually something that driving games have a benefit of, like even dirt. It's like um, don't look at the at the road textures too hard because they're not. Yeah. Gorgeous, but when you're moving quick, it doesn't matter. Uh, yeah, it's like crowds, crowds in Gran Turismo. Yeah. If you ever look, f- look at the crowds in Gran Turismo, they are the ugliest thing you've ever seen. Yeah, and also <laughs> like in Dirt Rally, don't look behind because you're not driving a full car. Just don't, don't <laughs> yeah, they behind. cut it in half. It's not all the cars either, which was weird. But oh, really? Yeah. That's funny. But you know, like I don't know. What's it? I mean, I'm actually having a hard time here. I'm looking at here. I mean, dude, it's like, my list is it's it's a lot of mediocrity. But even stuff only got like one offs, like Star Trek Bridge Crew. I mean, now I, I like think, the servers are all done, but. I think at that, the time, yes, and that made my that list. was amazing. That like, made my that list. was just sorry. We keep cutting each other off, but like that was just you. You got to play as a you got to role play as a member of the crew, and it's like if you want to do that, like it was it was awesome. Like especially when you had like three other friends there and were full on like one person on that you know navigation, captain's barking orders, you know the calm, you know and the weapons officer, the engineer. Like it was just it was hilariously awesome and fun, and it felt like Star Trek. Like it was so good. 
And when when they brought out the next generation DLC, um, the Borg, like the the nerd in me, I like just oh my god, I had the m- biggest nerd boner the whole time. I was they couldn't get the theme song. How could they not get the next gen theme song? Really? Though? I don't remember that. Yeah, it was a knockoff. It was like how did like how do you start like Star Wars? You get a Star Wars game, you have access to like the entire Star Wars I mean, library of songs. I can tell Star Trek you. has like five theme songs. Like just, you couldn't get the next gen theme song for your next gen DLC. Who's like? Well, I mean, is that? It is surprising that they got next gen DLC and then didn't get the music, but I'm sure it has something to do with the fact that the, uh, I think it's changed now, but for the longest time, the rights were split between the TV yeah. and the movies and the new movies. Um, because like CBS had some, Paramount had some, but now, yeah, but now yeah. I think they've combined it. And so that was probably where some of that problem came from. But yeah, I also think Bridge Crew is a game that came too early in VR's lifespan. Like if, if they were to bring Bridge Crew out now and blow it out the door as like a Quest 2 game, um, I feel like it's just the, the install base is there, the the social player base is there. I feel like it might have come out. I mean, yes, it did come out on the PSVR and the, and, and the PC at the same time, but I still feel like that it suffered maybe a little bit from that. I also feel I like it just ran its course. I think it, it would have came out on Quest 2 now. I think it would have been the same thing. It would be like, oh, this is awesome. And a year later, no one's playing it because they're playing something else. I, I think it just ran its course myself. You know what? As a huge Star Trek fan, though, it nailed it in some regards, and it didn't in others. And that's one of the problems that it had. It didn't have a ton of depth. It didn't have a lot, no. it didn't have a lot of missions. Um... The, the gameplay itself, you know, once you got over the team-based stuff, wasn't super deep. But that's fine. That wasn't really the point of it. But there weren't a lot of missions. And I think a lot of uh, P- PvP would have really given that game some legs. Like, oh, for sure. Like a bridge, bridge, bridge crew versus a bridge crew. Um, but yes, I agree with you that Star Trek Bridge Crew was a game that uh, delivered on what it was trying to do and did the franchise proud like and especially like you know sitting on the original star trek bridge yeah it's fucking amazing um yeah yeah i would agree that would be you know one that rick absolutely nailed it um a newer a newer um entry would be microsoft flight simulator i mean i know that's not really your jam uh but that would be an example of a game i think that like is completely uh, you know, it is the entire experience in VR, and if you have the PC rig to run it, it's 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 uh it's game changing. Like it's it it you people won't even realize that VR is at that level yet until they get a chance to sit mm-hmm. in, sit in Microsoft Flight Simulator running uh, on a proper rig. Another one to that would be Elite Dangerous. And yeah, it, once it, again, I never dabbled. And that was a, I think I think that was a PC VR seller for a lot of people. I have heard so many people say. Oh my God, like Elite Dangerous in VR. If that, mm-hmm. if that comes to VR, you know, No Man's Sky kind of scratched that itch, but I still hear it all the time. Like, and you only way you can play it is on PC. In fact, that actually goes back to one of our older conversations where Elite Dangerous was another game where the developers actually came out publicly and said, We could bring this to the pro, but Sony won't let us. Yeah. Just the pro, yeah. because they had talked about doing a PSVR port. No, I mean, and, and you know, we talk about the old franchise like Eve, Eve Valkyrie, <clears throat> and it's they had those two gun jack, gun jack games as well. Yeah. But you know, they look, like, they like I, shit out their own VR <laughs> port of their big VR game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But Eve Valkyrie was pretty lit when that game came out. I was playing that a lot. But it was only um, a VR game, wasn't it? I mean, I guess you know, I guess Valkyrie. I was gonna say, I guess Eve Valkyrie is actually a uh, kind of like a, a, a shitty VR 
uh, push out of Eve Online, isn't it? Like I would imagine it's part of their flying engine. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if I call it shitty. Like, it was no, I, it was I, amazing. I, it was amazing. Well, you said just if, if you, <laughs> I only say that more in just if you take in jest in the fact that if you take a step back, it's actually exactly what we've been complaining about. Is like it was that it's a shadow of the core gameplay. And oh, yeah, for sure. Like, it. it was basically you know, it was the Eve. Yeah, it was the Eve license in this cockpit shooter. Yeah, I mean, the campaign was like three missions, which is basically a tutorial. Uh, which had Katie Sackoff, which is a weird little addition, but um, yeah, like that that one stands out to me. Like I said, the list is few and far between, and at least especially when you factor in the fact that I just don't care about some of these games. I mean, Sniper Elite VR, I I thoroughly enjoyed that game. You are a little more um, sour on it, not quite sour, I guess, but you definitely were expecting more out of it. I was just happy we got what we got, just considering this whole conversation and what it could have been. It could have been some stationary new level. Now you're in a tower. New level. Now you're in an apartment building. New le- you know, there's no movement. Like it was a full-on campaign. Um, I, I feel like I feel like uh Sniper Elite um VR is the straddles the fence really of of our conversation. I feel like it's like this does this balancing act of like did it deliver? Did it not deliver? I mean, it wasn't. It, it wasn't because it's not the open world playground of the of those games. Yet, but it did do a really good job of managing to bring a lot of the elements that we all loved, and not just do a wave shooter, which is yeah. what I think we we all thought. We all thought for sure wave shooter. Like yeah, totally going to be up in a sniper nest most of the game. Yeah. I mean, and it's also available, you know, once again, it's built for PC, PS, and Quest. So factor that in, too. I mean, the fact that thing is on the Quest, too, is also impressive. Once again, you know, it's it's impressive it's on the Quest, but at the same time, how much of that game may have been held back by the platform because of those decisions, right? I mean... I would say that I feel like the overall feeling around that game in the VR community is one of... Eh. Like, I think a lot of people liked it, but it's not that game that comes up as, fuck yeah. Like it's not, yeah. It's not coming up in the same conversations as Walking Dead and Half Life Alex and stuff like that. Um, you know, we haven't talked about that as Half Life Alex. I mean, if you guys follow the show, you know that. Well, me in particular, I can't speak for for uh, you as much, Ryan. But I think you're on a similar vein. Is that for all of its fanfare, Alex still played it safe. Um, it's it is a smaller game in scale than say half-life 2 and there's a lot of there's a lot of hubbub right now around uh the half-life 2 mod that's supposed to be insane Mm -hmm. um no i mean alex but alex is exactly what we want though we want you know as much as it played it safe it wasn't like a full-on hitman 3 played it safe it was um you know it offered full vr it just kind of like gave you little shortcuts as far as like how you grabbed items the fact there was no melee we've bitched about this before but what alex did you know alex delivered on triple a visuals like alex delivered on what people want when it comes to vr when i put a headset on to go play call of duty and i get a stupid you know flight game well that's not why i put it on for if i go you know if i want to play ghostbusters and all i do is walk around a house for 10 minutes like that's not what i want to do but if i put on if i play a half-life game and i put on alex I'm playing a fucking Half-Life game. There's no way around that. I mean, it may not be a perfect VR version of what, or what we want, but no one took that off going like, well, I guess that's okay. Like, everyone was just like, holy fuck. Like, everyone, everybody, everybody I talked to was just like, 
unbelievable. Like it was blown away. And the fact that there was no follow up from from Valve. I know Valve isn't like the biggest game company on the planet as far as like game production goes, but it's bizarre that they made one VR game and then just were like, man, we're good. But that's Valve. Like, no, they'll make it. I know. I know it's talk- Valve. And they've been talking. There's There's been leaks coming out about the fact that they are working on another. I know. Game. I know. Um, I, I know. And I know it's Valve, but it's still, you know, like, the, I, I'm sure Alex sold well. Here's the, here. But here's the Valve philosophy. And they've been very open to this. They said they literally do not make games. Unless yeah. they feel like that game itself is going to be like a uh, like a benchmark setter and like redefine like gaming at that time period, and they're like, and that's how they looked at Portal and the Portal games and the Half Life games, and and that's why Alex went VR because Valve has been very open about the fact that they see the future of gaming in VR. Yeah, and I think now we're off topic, but I think if if, if Valve's gonna if that's how they're gonna operate, if they're gonna release one AAA game. With no follow-up, then maybe Valve should be publishing um, other VR like, or investing in other games like like AAA quality games that Valve doesn't make but still publishes because it is a weird it's a weird signal to be like Half Life like VR here's our thousand dollar headset and then not release anything else at all like it, 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 it not say it's Valve I understand it's Valve but it's still a bit mixed messagey as far as like why why didn't you make another game like you know like how come and i just said they that would be their take answer forever. that it, i would guarantee you their answer would be that like you know we don't want to just do um half-life alex 2 we want to it needs to be something that's like the next level up like i could see them say taking advantage of like eye and face tracking um and and delivering some like real and delivering some like really amazing uh interactions with uh mm-hmm. pcs and something like that uh I could see them launching a sequel to Alex with the index too. Yeah, then but like I said, then they should publish. They should invest in someone to make AAA VR games under the Valve banner. But I mean, you know, like published by Valve, not developed by Valve. You know, and still promote VR because they really. I mean, Valve for, for me, Valve has not promoted VR the way they should have. I mean, they put out a headset. It was really expensive. They released one game. It was good, and then they never really were like. By the index, like I agree just, with you, but at the same time, they're kind of like the index is the one of the highest selling PC headsets. Half Life Alex is the benchmark for VR, still talked about like four years later. We don't need to do anything else, we've done I our guess. part. Like, they're, I guess they, they're like, and and we're just raking in the dough through Steam, so <laughs> we don't do anything, with, we don't have to do anything. Um, but I mean, like, as a, again, like another point to the fact that like that there's a desire for all these franchises like the fact that there's the industry is not giving us these these big huge games in vr and it's very obvious because the modding community is having to do it for them like i'm just yeah let's like dying light gta 5 red dead 2 cyberpunk valheim risk of rain alien isolation half-life 2 wolfenstein outer wilds elden ring gtfo all these games have been ported and ported well almost all by one guy but we'll just we'll just <laughs> but you know what i'm just i'm saying like yeah all, all these games have been brought to vr um and in some cases like with like completely redesigned vr controls um and like doom 3 for example like when one guy's doom 3 port is actually being compared to the bethesda released doom 3 port it's like his port's better in some ways. Like, some like ways, the fa- his, yeah. his cutscenes are all in VR. His cutscenes are all in VR. On and, the, and, the, the yeah, Bethesda version, they're flat. 
Yeah, it's funny. Like, there's v, yeah. yeah VR interactions with the doors. Yeah, it's yeah. it's sad. It's it's sad, and that but that's such a that's such a statement of where we're at though. Is oh that, for sure right? It's like Jesus Christ. Like I actually feel I said this before. I think Doom Three. I think Bethesda put that out because they're like, damn it, that guy's making money off it. Like maybe we, maybe we need to do this, but you know, but then Doom Three is another counterpoint to me. It's like really Doom Three. Like it's awesome. It's a fourteen-year-old game, and people are like, "Wow, damn, that was unexpected." It's like, yeah, that is unexpected because it's not like a lot of people are out there going, "Oh man, we need Doom Three in VR." Like that, no, not no one was asking for Doom Three in VR. Not moving headsets. It's nice for the VR gamer. It's nice for PSVR owners, but it's not going to make anyone buy a headset. And again, I don't mean this to sound negative. My point is just that there's a lot of room to grow. A lot of room to grow. It's not like we've gotten what we wanted, and it didn't work out. You know, it just comes down. You know, it, it it comes down to you know, like VR. I think you know, licensing costs money. You can't just go and like pick up the Ghostbusters license, uh, for like jump change, right? You can't just go and buy a Call of Duty license. Like you have to, you know, you have to. Call of Duty is a bad example, but you have to. Like, there's money involved in just in picking up the rights to something, and then to develop a game, knowing full well the VR market. You know, it's it's small, and obviously we have success stories. Um, in the VR market as far as, you know, games that have sold a million plus copies, but there are so many other stories. And when you don't have the money to make a full 10 hour, you know, campaign or the return on investments just isn't there. So you're better off releasing a four hour doom VFR game, because at least then we'll, we'll make our money back as opposed to porting the entire game over, which then we might not make our money back. You know, it's it sucks, and it's it. You know, it's the whole chicken egg thing. Like, what do you do first, right? You know, if they, if we release, you know, Squadrons is a pretty good example of a, of a game built entirely in VR. I would still, I would love to know how many people play that in VR versus not. I would love to have that stack because Resident Evil, I think Resident Evil Seven, um, was up to like half a million, I think, or something like that. If I remember, no, I think it was. I think it was. Uh, I think it was over a million VR players. I think it was. It was. It was. It was a decent number considering there's only five million people that can play it. It was also. Um, it was also came out like at, at. It was the right game at the right time, and the fact that it was simultaneous release with Res Seven, and the yeah. PSVR was uh, fairly hot at that. Point. Like it was new tech. Um, oh yeah, you know, new tech. But it was the fact was is that it was. People were really looking to see what Sony was going to do to justify its new headset, and mm-hmm. Evil Seven was a really a real a real statement, kind of just like boom. And and you could argue that like they really only did that once. You could argue that Res- there's not have they ever to really hit the levels of Res Seven, like you know that kind of that level of of day one AAA game release that they got behind with money. Um, you know, everybody's golf <laughs> Hitman, I guess is, is probably, yeah. but again, but it's too late. It was, it's just like if Hitman three had been Hitman two in VR, um, you know, like that, that, that puts it more in a, in a time frame that where people would have been like, Holy shit, this is in VR, um, outside of your VR people. But you know they're victims victims of their time too, man. Like just the fact that you know, like I said, like like, like the PSVR is dead. Uh, the, there's no money in PC VR, um, and the Quest is so underpowered that you know a lot of the devs are scared to make. You can't make full games for for the Quest. So, like the PSVR was kind of leading the charge in regards to these licensed titles because honestly, outside of Jurassic Park and and the Star Wars stuff from Oculus, 
Um, there's not a ton of licensed stuff coming out. It's all original new content for the most part, because I don't think the money's there for licensing. It just really, it just isn't. Well, it's, it's not, not worth licensing. It's the fact that, I mean, yes, licensing, you're right. That's a huge pill to swallow right off the hop. But then you have to deliver on the franchise and that, yeah. and that and to really deliver on the franchise, which is what the whole point of the conversation was, then costs an insane amount of money and dev team sizes that just, you, you nailed it. Like, this is the problem. They're not, they can't justify it. Like, we meant it's gonna come it's gonna be small it's gonna be honestly it'll be easy games to port to vr and i say easy in quotes like i know what i'm talking about but stuff like fortnite vr where you just it's the same thing where you you still play fortnite only now you get to do this and yeah but you make it a separate vr version it can't be compatible with the flat game and you see how that sells and then as you know oh shit fortnite vr actually sold like a million fucking copies in like two months because kids just fucking eat the shit like candy or you know you, you know and, and then yeah except you slowly it, expand you're gonna turn around and be like, i'm not paying for this i know that and i've seen that so many times too man like kids to uh, what was i just playing We're like why isn't this free what the fuck was it well pop was one like, was one of them pop one got <laughs> nailed with that so much because it was playing in that in that arena yeah. of battle royales that are free and uh, and that just like ir- that just irritates me because free to play games feel like free to play games, especially because they just oh for over sure the head with microtransactions. Yeah. But you know, I think you touch on something which is probably a good way to kind of like start to end the conversation is that there are reasons why where this is the situation that VR is in, and I think the two biggest reasons have been um, return on investment, which is the biggest one, right? It's just the headsets just aren't there, and the other big one would be tech like it's like it a lot of in a lot of cases pc has been the only place where they could even remotely get close to delivering um their game on even like in the on the level of the core franchise the core game the game that it's mm-hmm. ported from you know and that's an issue um that yeah. and we're and it's and it's kind of shitty we're kind of in the same situation we were back when the PSVR kind of launched in 2016 and the fact that it's like, Oh yeah, it's still, it's still kind of on some of these often headset makers to invest. Like it's like, you have to, you're going to have to like take the risk to try to push the market forward so that the market's big enough so that people will just spend money on it. And we're still very much there, even with the success of the quest. Yeah. Like I said, in the, in PSVR too, like I, I can't imagine how much money, Sony has to be spending, you know, obviously, you know, Horizon, whatever, whatever that's called, Mountain Call, something, whatever it is, um, is it and whatever else they're, the they're working on. Sorry? Call of the Mountain. Call of the Mountain, thank you. And then the, the rumors of this Last of Us remake, uh, which makes no sense unless, you know, uh, you know I shouldn't say unless. I mean, <laughs> but Last of Us is such a weird remake because... The game looks amazing on PS3. It got a PS4 upgrade, and now they're going to remake this game like for for new gen consoles. Like the game doesn't need a remake. It looks fantastic. It maybe you know it's, it's got it shows age, but if they were to remake it and hybridize it so it's a VR as well, well then that to me that does make a lot of sense. And obviously I'm coming from a VR fanboy standpoint, so I very much you know this is my wheelhouse, but. You know, I have to assume, um, getting back to my original point, is that Sony is investing a ton on their launch. And with, you know, I can't remember who said it. Well, it was you who told me that they're expecting these chip shortages to go into 20, 2024 now. I've heard, yeah. And it's just like, like when? And, you know, like, like, like it's 
Sony might yeah. be, Sony at some point is going to have to. I I assume that they're going to have to some point go. We got to just pull the trigger on this. Yeah, fuck it. it uh, there has to be a point where it's like fuck it. Like we were just sitting on these warehouses full of finished headsets and games that are basically just sitting there in you know in, in limbo because they can't be released. Like at some point you you have to answer developers. If there's developers who are making PSVR exclusive games and you're bumping back the release of your headset three months, five months, six months, and these developers and publishers are like relying on these games to like you know, keep their fucking doors open. There, there's going to be a time where Sony can't just be like, ah, six more months, ah, well, six more months. They can't because they could find themselves in a similar situation in the fact that, like, in 2016, when the PSVR came out, they were using PS3 tech with the light tracking and the moves. And now that was that was a bit of a unique situation where they kind of took this old tech that would work and they were, because they were taking such a big risk on a headset and originally it was only going to be a prototype and they're like, hey, let's put it in the market. But if they're not careful, they're going to end up in a similar situation where this PSVR 2 headset that we're all like really excited for in uh, in another year or two, especially another two years or so, is going to start to feel dated again. Like, I mean, it, oh, yeah. it already is. If you look at where the VR industry is, like tech wise, like if you have the budget, uh, like that, I think actually funny enough, Blair just made a comment there, too, that he like laughs at the fact when people talk about where the where the VR market is tech wise re- and like not realizing that like it's so far beyond that. Oh, yeah, it's 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 the commercial market versus the versus the actual market. Like I said, you know, we talk about the VAR, the Varjo or Vario headsets, you know, these are three thousand five thousand dollar headsets, but like they will blow your fragile little minds. And I had never been in one. Nope. Um, but you know, we're talking about, we're, we're talking about like PSVR, man, they can't charge more than $500 for that headset. They can't charge more than $500. And there are $5,000 headsets on the market that you can buy. If you have the money, you can buy one right now. And they're supposed to be like, absolutely mind blowing. We're, we're not talking 8k displays. They're talking like, you know, like 16k displays. It's like, you, like you can't, like everything is real. Um, so yeah, <laughs> sorry. Um, I had a point that just kind of went sideways there. Uh, I don't know where I was going with that. Uh, but, you know, you're not wrong. As far as PSVR being in a similar point, um, yeah, but, you know, like, they have... If they can't hold the PSVR release back on PS5 sales. They just, I mean, not if this is going to go on for another year or, or year and a half or two years. You just can't. I mean, like I said, now you risk... No, oh, that's what I was gonna say. Sorry, um, you know, like one of the greatest things with PSVR too is the tech. You know, the fact that it has you know the eye tracking and all the you know the SSD, all that stuff. But and when we heard the stuff, it was gonna be the first headset to market to the commercial market that has all this stuff. Well, now Cambria, which is all by all accounts is coming out this year, and now granted, it's not gonna be a five dollar headset, but Cambria is gonna utilize all this same tech, and we're not sure if it'll be used properly. But then now, <clears throat> instead of being the first horse in the race, now you're the second horse in this race. And now, if you push this back even further, knowing that Valve's out there and Apple's out there, and you know who knows what Pico might do, surprise us or whatever, or anything else, like the last thing you want to do is come, like I said, come out to market with a mediocre headset again, would just be crushing. Now, and that being said, you know they managed to make they made waves. Like the PSVR headset was still the highest selling headset in the <clears throat> in the industry. It paved the way for the quest. Even, it even, paved, the, you know. even being dated, and a lot of the ways that it made it there and still made such an impact was software. And yeah. and like and we we definitely can like I'm pretty sure there's more franchises like more impressive a larger list of impressive games that people with brand recognition on the PSVR than there was on say even PC. And a lot of, oh, yeah, for of that sure. has to do with Sony using their own franchise juggernauts. 
And so that's a thing that I think we look forward to. Um, but, you know, there's still cautionary tales out there, like, you know, where a studio has released a big ass franchise in VR, spent what looks like a lot of money and then but just like underbaked it so badly. And that would be like Medal of Honor. Uh, yeah, it's a, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Like that is not a cheap looking that game has money all over it. Like, oh, yeah, there's a lot. Uh, I mean, I bet you that uh, they lost a shit ton of money on that game. Uh, even bringing it over to Quest. I, but it's like, you know, your multiplayer was so half-assed and uh, and your and the campaign just was like felt very experiencey each episode, ep- episode you know, um, to the point where I feel like it just it it felt experiencey even though there was so much money and, and a certain amount of length. And it was a long, it was a long-ass game Dang, too. There was a was ton there. of game there. And I'm um, and I'm worried that other games that we know about that are coming out, like I'm worried about Assassin's, Assassin's Creed. Creed. <laughs> yeah, no, you're not wrong at all. It and then it, it, it now it feels like the developers are trying to ride this fine line between not quite experience but not quite game. And you can we'll, we'll throw um, Tales from Galaxy's Edge into this into this conversation as far as you know it's definitely more fleshed out than a full experience. But when you really break it down, like. How, you know, it is. It's not. It's nowhere near the levels of Jedi Fallen Order. So, and and you know, and that's the bar. I mean, if you're trying to attract, you know, like if every, every PSVR one user buys a PSVR two, that's not enough. Like, there's no way in the world Sony is like, yeah, we just want to get the same market again. We, we just want the same guys, and that's it. They want to attract that. You know, the everyone who hasn't played VR or played and said it's not there yet, that's who they're trying to get. So, how do you get them there? You can't release these borderline experience game hybrids you got to release full games it's got to go that way or it'll be 2016 to 22 all over again for another six seven years like if you want to win over new gamers it's not going to be done with farpoint it's got to be halo you know yeah not going to be done with um what you call it um my brain's going completely um blank here rainbow not six it's not (laughs) oh my god i'm trying i'm totally blanking right now um battlefield no the vr game the vr rainbow six game my brain my brain just oh firewall it can't be firewall it's got to be rainbow six yeah you know what i mean like these these games that are like like i remember i had a buddy who was a huge shooter fan massive military shooter and i put him into i put him into um game i just forgot the name of again um firepoint no Rainbow Six clone. <laughs> Firewall. Oh, we're still talking about Firewall. I don't, know. Okay. I don't know. I have some mental block there. I put him into that and he was just like, this is cool. Like, yeah, this is cool. Like, yeah. He's like, it's not there yet, though, for me. And like, that's the person you need to, to like convince. And yeah, yeah, for sure. And that's if that's what they want to do, like, it's got to be, you know, it's it can't be GTA San Andreas. It's got to be GTA 6. Yeah, I mean, no one, I mean, I, I highly doubt anyone outside of VR, and now we're just rambling here, like when San Andreas drops for the Quest 2, I don't picture very many people being like, well, now I got to get a Quest yeah, 2. I can play San Andreas. a huge splash. Like right I don't think I don't think I don't think I think it'll be a huge splash on, on, on the current VR user base. I just don't think it's going to, I don't think it'll attract, I don't think it's going to attract people because it's like, okay, I can get San Andreas in VR. But what else does it have? And we just this whole conversation is basically what else it doesn't have. I so agree, I agree. I, I'd be curious to know how many headsets Res Four really moved. Um, 
I'd be really curious actually to know how much it actually moved or how much it just like made people feel really secure in the purchase they made. The number I'd want wouldn't be how many headsets it moved. I would like to know how many people upgraded from Quest 1 to Quest 2 versus how many people bought a Quest 2. Because I think I think I think something like Resident Evil 4 was like that was the reason to upgrade. As in as in sell my old one for a chunk of change and upgrade only costing me like half what it normally costs. As opposed to like well, fuck, I'm going to Best Buy right now to buy myself a brand new VR device to play this, you know, 20-year-old game. I just don't think, I, I I think that's a very rare person, you know, unless you're already on that fence or basically been debating, been debating on buying a Quest for months and you happen to like Resident Evil 4. You know what would make me upgrade, though, from Quest 1 to 2 if they made an Among Us VR game? <laughs> or, a bu- uh, or, a, uh, or a Bubble bubble Bobble game that was- hey hey that was all right fuck it's just yeah <laughs> but the bubble bobble franchise is exactly uh no one's like oh my god i do bubble bobble that game hasn't changed itself in like 30 years it's still the same gate-based game but yeah there's some you know there's there's some odd uh, you know we didn't talk about rick and morty coming to vr and how that was just so poorly received it, like the well, rick and morty is like so well yeah oh yeah well rick and morty I mean, what? oh yeah, I guess so, eh? Yeah, was, and that's just a Rick and Morty license. It was, you know, yeah. I mean, it wasn't a total phone in. I mean, they really did kind of take the the the, the kind of the, the gameplay from Job Simulator and kind of bring it over. Um, yeah, it wasn't like it wasn't like a one hour experience. Like, there was a full game there. It was just it was that job experience. You're basically in a garage, a few mini worlds, and you know, and they really more messed the release up on PSVR than anything else. I mean, um, just because. Uh, sorry, go ahead. No, it's just because you couldn't duck. On PSVR, which yeah. just the tracking was just a nightmare. Um, yeah, I mean, said I've gone through only like Ace Combat we never mentioned as far I, as I, like a half-assed. But that's just like that was the that is PSVR's next to GT Sport their biggest cock tease. Oh my god! I mean, like I said, if you guys it goes on sale, you see it in 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 a uh, EB Games or something like that or GameStop for dirt cheap. The three levels in 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 Ace Combat are some of the most mind-blowing VR you can have, including especially PC. on the PSVR. But including PC too. Yeah, it's crazy. Almost, it's nuts. Almost worth buying the game full price for if you love your VR headset. Man, I mean, and well, like I said, like, there's no way in the world you can't get this game for like lesser, you know, $80 game two years ago. It's got to be like $40 now, like, like if you just go to EB Games tomorrow. And like $40, like, man, it's... I mean, it's it's the same thing with the whole with that Battlefront DLC. That thirteen minutes in an X Wing blew my mind, and I was like, "Look, I'm not saying buy this game for eighty dollars, but like, how do you put a price on your mind being blown? <laughs> like, how do you do that?" But it's just oh, I'm just looking at my list here, and I just see like these like fucking dumb fuck decisions. Like, you know, what we didn't yep. cover actually. Uh. Uh, we didn't really cover. We we we've been covering PC Quest and and PSVR. We didn't cover stuff like um, the arcade stuff, the um, the Void, which had their Star Wars, Ghostbusters, and yeah, I mean, and those ones are done proper. I mean, they're they're shows. They're only shorter, like 15, 20 minute experiences, but they are full on proper VR experiences from what I've seen. I guess kind of, but they're almost kind of like, but they're like these some of these experiences, like they're like Battlefront. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like where they're where the budget is there. They're like Ace Combat's missions. They're 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 mind blowing, but they're smaller. Like I mean, yeah, like mm-hmm. Far Cry, there's an arcade VR version of that of game. But I, I've heard it's you know, it's very, very simple. Um, you know, like everybody's golf. It's like, oh my god, they made everybody's golf. 
there's what there's no multiplayer no multiplayer how do you do that <laughs> it's like you know like killing floor in vr oh my god oh yeah oh, so it's gonna be like the full fucking game with like four player taking on the hordes no it's like a it's like kind of a five hour thing actually really five like, i don't even know what's five that really, game is short i actually really like killing floor incursion but if you are a fan of killing floor it's not that game um you know uh abduction we talked about that <laughs> um well i mean you know mist mist got the full vr treatment yeah and how um, was mist that's that's another point oh my god mist is 90 what four three yeah. five like i don't think there's a lot of like young kids like oh shit that like, these kids are gonna be, oh i remember my grandfather talking about that game right <laughs> uh like it was point and click sweet green hell's the most probably recent example of of a game but it's still an older game like it's like i'm not saying like it's it's fine great and i'm sure and green hell seems to be uh making the vr community very excited don't think anyone's buying a headset to play green hell in vr mm-hmm. no and even stuff like sam and max like sam and max oh. i mean those games were never hailed as being the best in the world but like what what those games were known for and then what we got in vr was like well this isn't what what i wanted like not to say i wanted like a like a point and click adventure but what I got instead was this like bare bones shitty puzzler. It's yeah, just, it's, you you take you can't take a game franchise and then completely change what type of game it is. It's genre, yeah, and then it, and then be surprised when it doesn't succeed. Like I got Psychonauts, the oh I forgot the what Psychonauts, the Rune or whatever. The humor was there, the production quality. I enjoyed that, yeah, I, but I it was it. a very different game. Like it was a platformer, um in its core state and it was like yeah you know i also have you know another one you forgot this is very experiencey on the playstation i think of guardian the last guardian oh right which was, well yeah because I, I wasn't really thinking I, I, some of the free stuff comes to mind but i wasn't yeah. really kind of thinking that about was the free an stuff. insane I mean, quality well and you kingdom hearts had that little five minute like stupid like thing and but you know we didn't talk about final fantasy fishing whatever that was monsters <laughs> of the team okay that is the perfect example of a, <laughs> yeah it's like of a franchise switch around it's like oh my god final fantasy fishing, fishing menu? <laughs> who wants that yeah star wars shopkeeper <laughs> it's like yeah it's i play star it. wars play and shooty fruity it's like what i'm processing drone parts and yeah okay yeah. but you know like there are some examples until dawn is like a game that was like a completely different game than its counter. Do you even like? Do you even remember the original? I never. I, I know. Yeah. I know the original the one. The horror, horror thing. movie. It was awesome. Yeah, but it's like you know that was like in name only. But you know that's. I guess that's that's an exception to the rule. But you know, just look at my list here, and it's just like we didn't get a lot of winners. No, it's like the, the, the whole topic was like the games that did franchise the franchise that they did right by vr and as i was even making my list i was like man but like, like they did okay by vr like they were all right by vr but like there's so few games that you know franchises especially that were just like you nailed it and there's just been so few that it's it's a little it's disheartening to talk about but at the same time like i said you know the, we're also talking about this first gen of vr like this is this was the learning generation of vr this is where all the mistakes hopefully were made yeah, and that hopefully. includes this shit that, well, I look. I said hopefully. Like, that I'm, is a future not, episode. We, I mean, we've seen Brian on parole do this episode. We're gonna. We'll. We'll probably weigh in on this, guys. Is this? Uh, what if PSVR two like doesn't deliver? Oh no! I definitely want to talk about that. The only reason why I haven't talked about it yet is basically because 
I kind of want to wait for some kind of news to come out. Like we, we know we know so little still. We know about the headset that I can't sit there and be like, what if it fails? When I just we need to have a little more info before we start. Yeah, you know, going down this darker road. Because Ryan and, and I, you know, we're normally so positive, right? We don't. I know, right? We don't want to go. We don't want to be negative. The negative virtual boys, yeah. But no, but- I mean, it's, well, it's it's tough though. Like we're we're like, you know, and I hate you know. I'm sure most people haven't even listened to this point now. Thank you for listening. But like, it's not negativity. We are in a massive lull right now. I'm not gonna bullshit positivity. Hey guys, like you know, no, next week we're getting um, uh, Area Man Lives or Quest Two, and I can't talk about the game. And nor am I even besmirching the game, but like no one, no one cares about Area Man Lives. There's just nothing to talk about in VR. I mean, there's just nothing to talk about. I'm not going to sit there and be like, you know, what are the best games that you ever played? Like, I can't sit there and just bullshit, you know, positivity when VR is not in a very positive time right now. It just isn't. So I, and I agree. And I, I mean, that's one of the reasons Ryan and I started this podcast was the fact that we thought that there were people out there who wanted to like listen to like real conversations like without this like fanboy bullshit uh and it's like right now vr is in a slump it is i love my child there are days where i want to smack my child vr is the exact same i love vr there are some days where i want to give vr a big huge backhand like get your shit together vr you can do better vr vr i'm not (laughs) mad i'm just disappointed (laughs) (laughs) that's good that's good i like that yeah. So yeah, so it's, it's negativity, but you know, it's only because, like I said, there is not, there's just not a lot to talk about positivity. Everyone is just quiet. Like everyone, there's like everything is just rumors and conjectures and maybes, and it's not what our podcast is about. Obviously, I shouldn't say what about, but we don't do the news. It's not like you know, we you know, we touch on the fact that Quest is releasing four headsets in the next two years and what that could mean. And I mean, that's its own episode, but. You know, there, there's that news factor and there's just there just is nothing relevant to talk about. That's concrete. It's all conjecture and rumors what? and what ifs and maybes. And it's just tough it's right now. It's conjecture. It's not even a lot of release dates. Yeah, I mean, it's tough. Even look at Oculus, man. Oculus release dates have sl- are, are currently in the lull. There's one every one every two or three weeks right now. Like they're they're definitely it's mad. slow. It's mad. we got to kill this thing. We're our rates going down like crazy oh, shit. okay well, i don't know what's going on it's not meta i mean it's, it's <laughs> we're, we're getting shit down chris but seriously yeah something's going on here that's crazy all right guys ryan's shitty ass internet is uh shutting down the show it was good till now that was good. i think discord's just like an hour and a half guys fuck off <laughs> it was good again uh if you're listening at this point thank you so much really appreciate it um i hope a lot of you guys are still listening listen while you're listening, listening while you're shitting uh, it's nothing, nothing better than taking in the virtual boys while taking the BS dump. Uh, I'm still out of town. Brian's back in town now, so that'll make things a little bit easier. Sort of. We got to talk about this up. after the episode. Uh, Chris, I had to cut you off. You're not coming through at all. Um, so much for um, watching, listening. Uh, our patrons, we love you guys so much. And, you know, we'll be back in two weeks, hopefully. So, thank you. Woo! Bye. Fuck you, Shug. <laughs>